I'm so excited to be here with you. We're going to be continuing in our series, Wise and Winning, and this is a journey through the book of Proverbs. But hey, if we haven't met before, my name is Megan Condrogianis, as uh, my pastor stated there. I am the executive assistant here at Highlight Church, and as stated, it's an honor to be here with you. And so we're continuing in our series, Wise and Winning, and we're going to be going through the book of Proverbs, which is a book of short statements that journeys us through wisdom, it journeys us through uh, truth, and just journeys us through life advice. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pull out one essential from the book of Proverbs today, and that's going to be the value of receiving wise counsel. So can someone say wise counsel with me? Wise Wise counsel. counsel. Awesome. And so wise counsel is when someone gives you clear direction on the best way forward. And we've had an amazing couple of weeks so far within Wise and Winning. First week, our pastor brought us Win at Life. And the second week, we had our location pastor bring us Win at Work. And so today, we're going to be journeying through Wise Counsel, which is also known as Good Advice. And so what we're going to do is we're going to open up our Bibles. If you have your Bibles with you, please open up to the book of Proverbs with me. Proverbs is after the book of Psalms, and it's before the book of Ecclesiastes in the Old Testament, or what you can do is follow along on the screens to my left and to my right, and we're going to journey through this together. Sounds good? We're ready to go? Awesome. All right, so we're going to open up to Proverbs verse uh, chapter 20, verse 18 in the Passion Translation, and so what it says here is this, if you solicit good advice, another word for solicit is seek, then your plans will succeed. So don't charge into battle without wisdom, for wars are won by skillful strategy. And so we're going to be unpacking that today, but the title of today's message is Good Advice. Can someone say good advice? Good advice. advice. Awesome. Thanks for being here with me. But we're going to pray before we get into the word of God. Can you bow your heads with me, close your eyes, and let's pray. Father God, thank you so much, Lord, for this day, God. Thank you so much that we get to be here together within your house, and we get to grow in knowing Jesus and knowing who you are. And first, God, I pray for myself, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Thank you for the the word that you have given to me, God. I pray that I would deliver it the same way that you've given it to me, God. May I not add, may I not take away. And I pray that you would use this vessel, God. And Second, I want to pray for your people that are here, whether it's in the room, online, wherever they're joining from, we want to pray for your people. We want to pray for open ears, open hearts, open minds, and that they would be ready to receive what you ultimately have for them, God. May this fall on good soil, and we pray for all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Awesome. Okay, so going back to Proverbs chapter 20, verse 18, it says, if you solicit good advice, then your plans will succeed. So what is a plan? Okay, a plan can be decisions you need to make. It can be a desire you have that God has placed on your heart. And it can also be the season that you're currently in. You planned probably to be in the season that you're in, right? And now let's look at the verse again. It says, don't charge into battle without wisdom, for wars are won by skillful strategy. But what are battles and what are wars, okay? Battle and wars can be conflict. It can be decision-making, And it can be that you're battling to get to a goal 
or an objective. All right. And so we want you to consider this as we journey through the message together today. All right. And so some of you in here know a little bit about me. Um, I moved here. I, I was a part of the moving team when it came to launching Highlight Church. So I've been here about six to seven years. Um, but I don't think you guys knew this about me, but I was born and raised in New York. So who here likes New York? Who here loves New York? Okay, awesome. I hear it. So I never thought, I'll tell you right now, I never thought that I would ever leave the wonderful state of New York. The beautiful thing is that it's four hours away, so you know I could travel there. Um, but I never thought that I was going to leave New York, and I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that God called me out. I'm glad that he chose me and he gave me this call to move to Maryland to launch Highlight Church. Um, but before I left New York, there were some things, there were some endings that were occurring, right? Leaving my family, leaving a job that I was in for nine years. I was in my job for nine years and the beautiful thing was that I was faithful, I was grateful for my job, but what I needed to consider was that I was going to have to find a new job. So if anyone's been faithful within their job, they've been there for years, they know, you know, that it is hard to find a job. Who here likes finding a job? Like the process of finding a job is just like the, th the thought of it is like, oh my goodness, you know, you got to go through interviews, you got to wait for phone calls, you got to build up your resume, build up that cover letter. There's just so many things that go into it that I was not looking forward to it. I was looking forward to Maryland. I was looking forward to what God called me to, launching Highlight Church. I was looking forward to all of it, but I'm like, okay, but I'm not looking forward to this job thing. And so, but I knew God called me here, and I knew that he was going to open a door, and he was going to make a way. And so I, before moving to Maryland, though, before uh, getting that Penske truck and moving in it uh, and getting in it and moving here, I started applying, though. I started applying. I started the, the planning process of it, but no one called me back yet. I'll tell you right now, there was a few people on the moving team that already had their job before May. I'm not going to hit on Chris, my husband, Chris. I remember one day we literally came here. Like, we, we traveled to Maryland. We were scouting, and we stopped at CVS, okay? We stopped at CVS. And we pull in just to make a stop, and Chris goes to pharmacy, okay? And he was, he was in the pharmacy business. And so he goes into pharmacy and says, hey, I'm moving here in a few months. Um, I just want to know, what can I do to apply? And they said, wow, we give you the job. Just come in when you move, let us know, and you've got the job. You've landed it. So, no, that was not the case for me. <laughs> Grateful for that for Chris, but that was not the case for, uh, for me. But... I came here, moved here in Maryland, landed in Maryland, May of 2016, and I kept looking for jobs, kept searching, um, and it wasn't until three months later that I got a call, okay? I got a call, um, one call, only one, three months, one call, multiple jobs, okay? So I get a call, and they're like, hey, can I speak to Megan? I'm looking for Megan. We want to, we received her information, and we would love to schedule an interview um, to, to speak with her about this job. And I'm like, this is Megan. It was like I was reporting for duty. I'm, Me I'm Megan, let's go. What can I do for you? And they're like, hey, we want you to come in for an interview. Can you come in ASAP? Can you come in tomorrow? So I was like, yes, I could come in tomorrow. I've been waiting for you. So yes, I will be there. And so I go in, dressed to the nines, ready for this job. And I remember them, you know, asking questions, interview stuff. And they were like, hey, we want to offer you the job. We think you would be a great fit. We think we would be a great fit for you. So we would love if you would take this job. And I said, yes, 
immediately, yes. And um, I remember them saying, hey, what if you start in three days? And I was like, yes, I'll start in three days. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start now. You know, just to the nines, as a dental front desk, I will definitely start. And they, you know, I, I was ready to go within those three days. And the funny thing is, though, when you look back at a season, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? So you look back, you're able to see clear, clearly. And so I looked back and I remember, I was thinking about it like, usually jobs give you like two weeks to step into a new job, right? They give you, hey, you need to fill out these medical forms. You need to go here. You need to go there. You need to do all these things. Um, but that was not the case for me. But um, that flew over my head. So, but it was okay. So I started in three days and my shift was started at 6.30 in the morning. I'm not a morning person. So 6.30 in the morning, I was ready to go. I got there and the manager meets me. And he's like, hey, I was like, manager, 6.30 in the morning, awesome, this is going to be a good job. And so he meets me, and he's like, hey, the person that was supposed to train you quit last night, but it's okay, someone's on the way, so they're going to train you, and you're going to be great. And I was like, awesome, I'm ready to go. One flew right over the nest, okay? And so I'm like, all right, they trained me, clock out at 3 p.m., it was awesome, I was ready to go. The next day I come in, and 6.30 in the morning, reporting for duty, ready to go, the manager meets me again. And they're like, hey, you know that person that trained you yesterday? The one that you bonded so well with? She got fired, but it's okay. Don't worry about it. We are gonna train you and you're gonna be well and just well prepared for this job. And I was like, I'm ready to go, let's go. I need this job. And so what turned into, those, what those two days turned into was a whole month's journey of a hard time. And so what was supposed to be a Monday through Friday, eight hour shifts, turned into Monday through Friday or Monday through Saturday, 12-hour shifts a day, because what happened was our crew was short. I was filling in multiple uh, job roles, and it was hard, but I was faithful, right? I was grateful for the job because God called me here to Maryland, and I knew, hey, this has to be him. This has to be him opening up this opportunity for me, and so I'm going to stick it out. I'm going to move forward, and I'm going to give this my all. And I remember one day coming home, I was actually rooming with my pastors at the time, very grateful for that season. Um, but I was rooming with my pastors at the time and I walked in and I remember one specific day, Pastor Joshua said to me, Megan, how's your day going? And I'm gonna speak specifically to my ladies, okay? Because I'm a woman and I understand that we can, we relate in this way. But if, if you're going through a hard season, okay? You're stressed, you're tired, you're exhausted, you're frustrated, so many things. And someone asks you, how are you doing? What are you going to do? You're going to break down, okay? You're going to break down. You're going to cry. You're going to be hysterical. You're going to lay it all out in front of them. And that's exactly what I did. I laid it out to my pastors, and they were there. They received it. They were there. They didn't say to me, hey, Megan, I really didn't think you should have taken that job. Or, hey, we told you so. They met me there. They listened to me. And they provided clear direction on the best way forward. And so one value I I, of receiving wise counsel is I gain a better perspective. And so with that whole process, I've come to realize that I don't know it all and I'm not meant to know it all. God is all-knowing, and he's the only one that's going to be able to provide you with all that you need. We need him, and we need people. Proverbs chapter 15, verses 22 in the Passion Translation says this, Your plans will fall apart right in front of you if you fail to get good advice. 
But if you first seek out multiple counselors, you will watch your plans succeed. And so when you're going through a tough season, you don't see the whole picture. You only see bits and pieces. You're looking at a painting of meadows and mountains and green, but you're focused on when you're in a tough season or when you're in a planning, you're focused on the rocks that are on the right b- bottom right of the picture. You need, what, what I've learned is that when you invite trusted, wise individuals in, you see at the level they see, you see the whole beautiful painting that God's placed before you. And one time my pastor put it like this. So, okay, guys, I am not a fighter, okay? I was not in MMA or kickboxing. I did, kick, I did take kickboxing one time. It was really bad. But... <laughs> Follow me here, okay? When you're in a fight, which is this, a battle, war, right? When you're in a fight, you only look in front of you and you see your opponent. I'm looking at you. You see your opponent, right? And so you, ha- you have your hands up and you're jabbing, but all you see is the next jab that that person's bringing your way, and you're only thinking on your next move, right? So I watched Creed recently, okay? So I'm Creed, you're Dame, right? And I'm only seeing what you're bringing within that next move. But what does Duke see? Duke is the coach. Duke sees the whole ring. He sees what Dame's probably thinking. He's telling Creed in a corner, hey, he's about to do this. That is what wise counsel is for you. And so what we, we want to consider those things when it comes to gaining better perspective. And so another value of receiving wise counsel is I gain covering and support. And so what happened is after I quit that job, I was back at square one. I was jobless again for three months, okay? It's like God was telling me, hey, Megan, you did it you didn't do it right, or you didn't do it the way that I wanted you to in the first season. Let's try again. And the difference between where I was at that point was I was peace. I was, I was experiencing peace. Right. I had covering. I had support. And the thing, too, is that the situation was the same also. My finances were depleting. I was still tithing, though, so I mean, my finances were still depleting in the good ways, right? I, I was worrying about, well, not necessarily worrying, but I was thinking about how I was going to pay rent, but I also was experiencing peace at the same time. Peace was filling those moments. And what happened was I got another call. And the funny thing is, the call that I got about a job was a job that I applied for before wow. I landed in Maryland. And they said, hey, we're looking for Megan. We understand that you applied for this job months ago, but would you still consider it? Are you still interested in this job? And so what I did was I didn't necessarily say yes. I didn't respond. I told them I'll get back to you. And I remember meeting with my pastors and saying, hey, this is the job description. This, I, I do believe that this would be a great fit for me in the season, but what do you think? I gave them my time. They knew that they knew ultimately, I mean, of course they moved with me, right? They knew why I came here and my priority was launching Highlight Church. Does that fit in my priority? And it did. And I was able to get that because I invited the right people in. I allowed a spur- I, inv- I allowed covering and support to come in. And so what I've also find it, found is when you receive counsel from the right people, you gain spiritual covering and peace. But here's the thing. If we don't receive counsel on what we should do, we find ourselves in three different areas, okay? We look for a quick result because we don't want to wait. 
We're a microwave generation. We want to pop it in, and two minutes later, we want exactly the result that we're looking for. Right. We think we know it all, right? Back to what I said earlier. And then the third is we ask the wrong people. Wow. We ask the wrong people. And so what I want to do is I want to dive into scripture with you. And I want to talk about a man who operated within these three things, all right? And so this man's name is Rehoboam, okay? And what we're going to do is we're going to get into 1 Kings. But what I want to do first is give you some homework, okay? Because there's a lot that I'm going to share with today that we're not going to get the whole picture. There's some things that I need you to read on. It's actually awesome. So I want you to go home and read 1 Kings chapter 11 and chapter 12. But we're going to get into 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 42. And it says this, Solomon ruled in Jerusalem over all Israel for 40 years. When he died, he was buried in the city of David, named for his father. Then his son, Rehoboam, became the next king. Rehoboam went to Shechem, where all Israel had gathered to make him king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard of this, he returned from Egypt, for he had fled to Egypt to escape from King Solomon. That's what you need to read up on, okay? Verse 3 says, The leaders of Israel summoned him, and Jeroboam and the whole assembly of Israel went to speak with Rehoboam. Your father was a hard master, they said. Lighten the harsh labor demands and heavy taxes that your father imposed on us. Then we will be your loyal subjects. Rehoboam replied, give me three days to think this over, then come back for my answer. So the people went away. Then King Rehoboam discussed the matter with the older men who had counseled his father, Solomon. What is your advice, he asked. How should I answer these people? The older counselors replied, if you are willing to be a servant to these people today and give them a favorable answer, they will always be your loyal subjects. But, but Rehoboam rejected the advice of the older men and instead asked the opinion of the young men who had grown up with him and were now his advisors. What is your advice? He asked them. How should I answer these people who want me to lighten the burdens imposed by my father? Get ready for this, okay? Verse 10 says, the young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers who want a lighter burden. My little finger is thicker, <laughs> that's how I read it, than my father's waist. Yes, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. And three days later, Jeroboam and all the people returned to hear Rehoboam's decision, just as the king had ordered. But Rehoboam spoke harshly to the people. He had a battery in his back. For he rejected the advice of the older counselors and followed the counsel of his younger advisors. He told the people, my father laid heavy burdens on you, but I'm going to make them even heavier. My father beat you with whips, but I will beat you with scorpions. So the king paid no attention to the people. When all Israel realized that the king had refused to listen to them, they responded, down with the dynasty of David, 
We have no interest in the son of Jesse. Back to your homes, O Israel. Look out for your own house, O David. So the people of Israel returned home. But Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the towns of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, who was in charge of forced labor, to restore order. But the people of Israel stoned him to death. When this news reached King Rehoboam, he quickly jumped into his chariot and fled to Jerusalem. And to this day, the northern tribes of Israel have refused to be ruled by a descendant of David. And when the people of Israel learned of Jeroboam's return from Egypt, they called an assembly and made him king over all Israel. So only the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the family of David. So let's give it up to King Rehoboam. Why? Because he waited and he sought counsel. He weighed the options. But because of his decision to reject the wise advice, this was the result. Are you ready for the result? Disloyalty, dividing of kingdoms, loss of credibility, respect, and allegiance. And so what I want to now bring is looking at this king's decisions, right? His plan, his battle wars, and looking at how he processed this. Who am I going to receive counsel from? From whom should I receive counsel from? And so what I want to encourage you, though, is this. You're going to look at the three traits that I'm going to give you, and you're going to choose, again, three traits, but you're going to choose D, all of the above, okay? You're not going to choose A and C. Oh, I want to choose B today. No, you need to choose all of them, okay? And so the first one is, whom should I receive counsel from is people who are like minded. You want to go to someone who shares the same values, who operates within the same character as you, who you see them and you're thinking, I want to be where you are in the future. Not that you want to be in the same position, but you see the fruit of their life. You see them and you're thinking, that's where I want to be. For my believers, these are your pastors. These are your spiritual leaders. And yes, you can go to a Christian friend, okay? But even then, I would ask you to discern this. Go to your pastors. Go to your leaders and say, hey, I've been bonding so well with Jill. I love Jill so much. Jill adds so much value to my life. But hey, I'm going through this. Do you think that I can share this with Jill? Do you think that Jill will guide me the right way? It's okay to bring that to them. They're going to guide you. The second point is people who experience life, suffering, and experience. Let me bring this to you. I have a few um, uh, examples for you. So if you're single and you have a desire to be married one day, are you going to seek advice from someone who is all over the place and seeking their spouse in unhealthy places and ways? Or are you going to seek counsel and advice from someone, from a couple who's married, from a a woman who's married, and they're in a healthy marriage, they don't have it all together, she's not perfect, but she's seeking advice and counsel from her pastors, from her spiritual leaders. Her and her husband are going to counseling themselves because they 
don't know it all. Are you going to go to them? Or are you going to also go to maybe a fellow single, right? A single uh, female, right? I'm talking to my ladies in here, single female who you see her and she is on fire for God. She loves the season that she's in in her singleness. She is confident in the, in the season that she's in. She is operating within wisdom and enjoys waiting because she knows what is, what is in front of her, what, what God has for her in the future. Are you going to go to that? Another, another one is if you want to own your own business one day, who are you going to seek counsel from? Are you going to seek counsel from someone who hates their nine to five and they'll tell you every time they see you? Are you going to go to someone who actually wants to open their own business one day and they enjoy their nine to five? They may not enjoy 100%, but they're honoring of the season that God has them in and they're honoring of this position that God has given to them because they're going to work that nine to five. Someone who has vision and a plan and, and submits this to God and submits this to their leadership. You want to grow a family. You want to um, uh, extend and further your education. Who are you going to go to with this? You want your marriage to be healthier. Are you going to go to a single person who's not married or who doesn't even have a desire to be married? <clears throat> are you going to go to them for that? Um, are you going to go to someone, excuse me, <clears throat> from the opposite sex when it comes to <clears throat> healthier marriage? Are you going to go to someone who doesn't want to seek counsel? <clears throat> the third one is going to be people who have good fruit. What is the result of their life? What is their character? Okay, Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23 says this, the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, <clears throat> and self-control. Let's go back to 1 Kings 12 verses 10 through 11. We're not going to read the whole thing. But I want to hit on one thing. The young men replied, this is what you should tell those complainers. Oh Do you want to follow a king who has advisors that speak to you, that speak about you like this? Goodness. Do you want to follow a king who has advisors that don't operate within the fruit of the spirit, mm -hmm. that don't have love, joy, patience, self-control, kindness, gentleness? Do you want to follow a king like that? Does that show a love for people? Is it honoring? <clears throat> and is it maturity with the role that you have been given? What I want to encourage you with is this. Sorry, I'm excited, y'all. Okay, <clears throat> but I want to encourage you to make good decisions about who you're receiving advice yeah. from. And the third point I want to bring to you is this. I gain the best that God has for me. I've seen and noticed that God did not place me here to do life alone, but he placed me here to need people. And the thing is, God uses wise people to help us see the best way forward. And what I've also come to realize and notice is that all along, I've had wise people in my life. I've had 
pastors, I've had spiritual leaders, or I've had a church that I knew that I can go to. The, the, the choice that we have to make is, are we going to take that step? Are we going to maximize on the people that are in our life? And another thing that I've noticed is that people who, who give good advice are a gift to our lives directly from God. And the thing too is, we have to think about this, <clears throat> and I don't think that we think about it often, why does God give us this gift? Why does God give us the gift of people who give good advice? It's because God loves you. God has a plan for you. And God wants to guide you. And so we have to go back to that, okay? The third point is I gain the best that God has for me. And it's because God loves me. God has a plan for me. And God wants to guide me. And so if you were blessed by the message today, can you celebrate with me? 